Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. I almost let you have that last little <laughs> phrase, the focus on Christ part. So, well, we focus on Christ, then we got the joy, 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 right. joy down in my heart, right? That's right. That's right. Well, last week we talked about um, being a blessing mm-hmm. and giving a blessing and what a blessing Christ is to us. Um, it, to me, that's a, a really good segue into what comes when you recognize a blessing, and that is joy. 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 Um, Real quick, I want to tell um, a story because, you know, I consider it a great joy that I get to take care of so many fascinating people. Um, Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got something worth hanging on to. Um, And then there are some people that just really, really touch my heart. Um, And obviously, as a physician, you have to protect secrets, basically. And um, so you can't divulge too too much, uh, anything that would make it obvious. But I'm just going to share the nuggets of, of a, a story that a patient shared with me that I think will mean a lot to uh, all of you. Um, this woman lost her husband. Um, and that's always tragic. Um, but she told me this had been some years back and we we're just having a conversation, you know, nowadays. And she said, you know, the best advice I got was from a dear friend who had lost her husband. And she said, there's joy in every day. You've got to find the joy in every day. And then she told me, she said, you know, sometimes you have to work really hard (laughs) to find that joy. But I'm telling you, there's nothing that helps you overcome and feel and experience that blessing that God has for us than finding the joy even in those difficult moments. So that's what we're going to talk about today is finding joy. Finding joy. So someone uh, had asked me that very question. Uh, how do I find the joy? You know, I'm, I this is happening, this is happening. Yeah, where, where do I find the joy? And so I got to thinking about that, and I thought, uh, you know, I could, I could uh, decide that I'm going to write as best as I can the best Bible study on joy possible. Okay, so I, I'm going to take a whole week to do that. I'm going to do nothing but read all these scriptures on joy. And I'm going to find illustrations on joy. And I'm going to find jokes on joy. I'm going to do everything I can to, to write the best Bible study that's ever been done on joy, right? And then I teach it. And I've got a, a whole classroom full of people. And I teach it. And I have worked on it. And so my delivery is amazing. My voice is clear. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited. Everything's just great. People are weeping and people are laughing and it's just a room is alive and everybody goes out and they say, Jack, that was beyond the pale, the best lesson on joy we've ever heard. And they go out and they have no joy. (laughs) I mean, it's like, do you see the point? You can give the best Bible study. You can read everything you want to on joy and still not have joy. And so I decided that it's not up to me to teach somebody or tell somebody how to have joy. 
It's like, how do you tell anybody what it feels like to be a daddy? How do you do that? You know, you can try. But what I always said was, well, when you and your wife have a child and you hold that little baby, then you'll know what it's like to have a baby. It's something that you have to experience to know. Yeah. It's like a relationship with Jesus Christ. How do you explain to someone what that's like, how that feels? You can put words to it, but until they introduce themselves to Christ, then they'll never know. And so what you have to do is you have to experience salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. And when he comes in and takes your sin upon himself and gives you his righteousness, then the fruit of the Spirit begin to grow in your life. And the second one that's listed of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace. Joy is yeah, the second joy. one. Love, joy is the second fruit. Be, I don't know why to he's through, going to the third one. to go through you the list. Go the whole nine to get the second one. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> the second one is The second joy. one's the one that comes after the first one. So it, there's a sense to where it grows in your life through the presence of the Spirit in your life, right? Yes, sir. Um, does that give you joy? I, I that, I, my question is, does that coffee give you joy? This gives me joy, but it also <laughs> addresses my, my coffee deficiency that I must be suffering you, from. You must morning. need to wake up a little bit. But there's a sense in which it's something that grows in your life through your relationship with Jesus Christ. So only through him can you know true, complete joy. And then I think there's a sense in which it's up to us to then strive, like you said, to find the joy in every situation, in every day. And like you said, sometimes circumstances are such that it's hard to find the joy. But James says, consider it all what? Joy when you suffer various kinds of trial. And the Bible says that it was for what? that Jesus faced the cross. Joy. For the joy set before him, Jesus Christ suffered on the cross. So there's this truth here that in even in the difficulties and the struggle, even to Jesus the cross, he saw through the cross to what joy? What joy is there in a cross of death? Salvation. Right. So he looked through the cross and you see salvation, and it was for that joy that Jesus died on the cross. That's yeah. how he could yeah. stay there and do everything that he could because he knew what he was going to accomplish in dying on the cross. And it was going to be the joy of having you and me as his children. I don't understand yeah. that one, right? You and me as children. Right. Well, but <laughs> we talk about the joy set before him. And I, I've probably mentioned this before because this is one of the things that, that I really loved about going to visit um, Israel and, and especially Jerusalem because, uh, you know, Jesus is in Bethany um, with the disciples having that last supper, okay? Judas has gone off. He's going to betray him, and Jesus wants to pray. Well, I mean, he could have prayed right there in the house, right? I'm, so why did he go to the Garden of the Olive Press? 
Well, there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of reason for that. You know, Jesus is like the olive that's crushed, you know, for us. And um, But he goes over the mountain, down the slope. Here he is sitting in what we call the Garden of Gethsemane. And it says, for the joy set before him. Well, what does he see when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane? Death. He, he sees death, but he sees the eastern gate. He's right there looking at the Eastern Gate. What happens at the Eastern Gate? Well, he made his triumphal entry through the Eastern Gate. And guess what? He returns. He's going to return and make a triumphal entry through the Eastern Gate. And he knows that. And that's where the Garden of Gethsemane overlooks the Eastern Gate. He looked down and you see it. Yeah, he's, he's looking up the slope and sees the gate right there. I I feel like, I, I don't know this, it's just, just what I think. I think he's picturing the joy set before him is when he returns with the heavenly host and comes through that eastern gate triumphant over sin and death. And we finally have that ultimate reunion with God. John, you've been there. You've stood in Gethsemane. What is between you and the Eastern Gate? What is there? What has been put there? There's a cemetery. There's a cemetery there. There are graves right there. Right. Why? Because people want to be the first to raise up from the dead (laughs) and see Jesus coming through the Eastern Gate. That's a literal thing. Uh, but I, I don't think that's why it's there. You don't think that's why? No, I don't either. No. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That that's really that, not why it's there. Yeah. The reason why that's there is the same reason why the the Muslims sealed the Eastern Gate. That's mm. that's for the Muslim quarter in mm. Jerusalem. Right, right, right. They sealed the gate because Hebrew tradition says that the Messiah will enter through the eastern gate. You think that seal is going to keep Jesus back? No way. They sealed it for that. And then why the cemetery? Why? Because Jesus is our high priest. Mm -hmm. And the high priest is defiled if he walks through the, the cemetery because that's where the dead are. So they built... They sealed off the eastern gate and they put a cemetery down to defile the high priest because they're trying to make it impossible for Jesus to do what he's going to do. Guess what? That's not going to work. Sometimes people with no faith have more belief than right. those who don't. Right. right. <laughs> you have to have a lot of belief that Jesus is going to do something to go to those links right. to stop it. Exactly. But, you know, Jesus looked past all of that stuff because he saw the joy that is set before him. Now, do you have to work hard to find joy when you know that you're about to be tried? You're about to be found guilty of blasphemy because he's claimed that he's the son of God and he's going to be hung on a cross given a criminal's death. If he can find joy in that moment, wow, I hope I can find joy in the piddly stuff I go through and then and then the the big stuff. You know, it, this is why Paul, what does he talk about? He lists this whole thing, all the stuff he's been through. He's been stoned, he's been shipwrecked, he's been abandoned, um, he's been sick, he's, he's been in imprisoned, danger. been in danger. And then what does he what does he call those problems? Uh, 
momentary light and momentary, yeah, light and momentary troubles. troubles yeah you know uh, it, that is that's what we experience compared to that joy that's going to be so big and so yeah. uh, it, that inspires me to try and find joy in the little moments you know in our everyday um yeah I, and tell a joke and laugh at somebody's joke and lift up your, your, the corners of your mouth. Uh, I heard an old preacher say one time that a lot of Christians look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. <laughs> and that's because, you know, with a frown on their face. I think that we ought to be the smilingest, most happy people on the world. Right. Because we are saved. We have Christ as our Redeemer. We have all of this hope. We have the hope of eternal life. And uh, yes, there are momentary trials. Uh, yes, there are difficulties. Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem when he came to it because it was like a people without a shepherd and they had missed the time of their habitation. They missed that Jesus was the Messiah. They missed it as a right. whole. And that caused him to weep at the rejection and missing him. Don't cause Jesus to weep. Cause Jesus to see the joy. Be one of the the, rem, the remnant, the the um, those that are uh, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ causes him to know joy, right? Right. But it's the rejection that causes him to know pain. Yeah. And uh, so, if you have not rejected, if you received it, then put a smile on your face, joy in your heart. That's where you find it. Yeah. You know, I, I had one of my favorite authors that explained Christianity like this. He said uh, that he had a an orange tree and a grapefruit tree in his backyard. And uh, he wanted the grapefruit tree to bear oranges because it was one of those bitter grapefruit trees that produced bitter fruit, but he really liked the sweet oranges. So he decided to give the grapefruit tree a Bible study on becoming an orange, bearing oranges. And he went out and gave it a Bible study, similar to my Bible study on joy, about how to bear oranges, and it never, it never did it always would bear grapefruit. So there's only one way that you can get an orange tree back there, and that's dig up the grapefruit tree and plant an orange tree. Mm -hmm. And then what's going to grow? Oranges. There's only one way you're going to know joy in your life. You have to dig up the old man of sin, let him die, and plant a new person, a new Christian. And as you grow, the fruit of joy will grow in your life because you are now a new creature. You are now in Christ and joy is going to be a part of your life. If it isn't, you better check your pulse, right? Better check the flow. See That's what's right. going on. What's wrong? That's right. And uh, you will know joy if you know Christ. How can you not? Yeah. yeah you, everybody's seen that little... Quote, that's nice. No Jesus, no peace. And they'll spell it no N-O and then they'll spell it K-N-O-W. You could do the same thing with joy. joy. Yeah. You know Jesus, no joy. Um, and I think that is so true. Yeah. It, we, it does feel like at times we just live in a joyless world. You know, there's so much bitterness and bickering and back and forth and... Um, I think the first century Christians yeah. used to greet one another with a, with a greeting. Uh, the greeting was Maranatha, 
Yeah. But it meant the Lord is coming. Yeah. And so what it made them do was it made them focus, no matter how bad the right. world got, if I saw you coming down the road, I would say, John, the Lord is coming. Yeah. And you'd say, Jack, the Lord is coming. That was the greeting, yeah. which automatically makes you feel positive and makes you feel joy because Jesus is coming. Oh, well, this doesn't really matter that much anymore. It's really kind of small, this bad stuff in comparison to the fact that Jesus is coming again, which is what Paul said, in comparison to the joy of heaven, these light and momentary trials are really not much. No. Right. I hope you can find the joy in every day. Um, I think what you have to do sometimes is just look into your heart and know that Jesus is there and find the joy in him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think that's the prescription. And um, thank you, you know, to my my friend who uh, shared that story with me. Um, if you're listening, um, you are a blessing and a joy to me and to everyone who knows you. Um, and part of what makes you such a joy is because people have seen how you overcome through such difficult circumstances and come out with a smile and a blessing for others. Um, that is, to me, the example of joy. Um, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Uh, contact us at connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com. Share us with your friends. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next time. Trade your sorrows for some joy. Amen. Amen. Amen.